Welcome to the Weekly Rebound Podcast. Back again to break down another week of Legacy League's action. I'm your host, Connor Sauer, joined as always by my co-host, Greg Horn. Greg, I hope you didn't miss me too much while I was away. I missed a week, but I'm back now, better than ever. We're recording late, but nonetheless, how are you feeling for today's podcast, my man? Um, well, there was a little lag there, so I'm going to assume you asked how it was while you were away, and it was pretty good. Um, you weren't the only one away. There were interns that didn't show up. There yep. were a few players that didn't show up, but uh, <clears throat> overall, um, I don't think much changed in really the outlook of the league. I think that these next few weeks are going to be more important in playoff seating and who could be really a title contender. Absolutely. There's a connection issues over there, but uh, Greg Horn just finds a way to fight through it, gets through it all. Got the Tropics jersey on, as always, repping hard for his boys. Greg, you know what the people are here for. We got a great episode on hand. We're going to get into the recap. We're going to get into all the power rankings and previews and prop bets and all the pick for next week. But first, we have a surprise on the rise. And since I wasn't here, I'm not going to have a surprise on the rise. Greg's going to be doing mostly analyzing this episode, but... um. Greg's going to start us off with his surprise on the rise for this week, which is going to be our only one. So, Greg, let me hear it. My surprise on the rise is the Bricklayers. I mean, um, hear it. I think that the Brick – look, all right. The Bricklayers are finding ways to have fun in this league mm-hmm. and now compete. They lost to the Silly Centers 53-47. And I know what you're thinking. You know, a loss is a loss. And, yeah, it's a loss. But – they could have won this game. And I think for a team like the Bricklayers, where we saw a team – I think it's even bigger surprise because we saw a team last year like Gentleman's Club who just literally quit the league instead of just persevering and fighting for a win. Exactly. And the Bricklayers literally proved last week – or I guess last Monday because it's almost Monday now – but that you can, you can win in this league. You just got to keep trying, keep working hard, keep playing hard. And from Jason Binder and these guys – they got something special. They can maybe get a win. I just I love, love what I'm seeing from the Bricklayers, man. I mean, it's just it's awesome to see a team that like started from the bottom and then they, you know, you never know. They could really baby beat Scott's Tots. Yeah, no, we definitely had them as huge underdogs in that game. We'll get into it now with the week five recap. And since we're already talking about it, Greg, let's just bang this game out. Bricklayers and Silly Senders, like we're talking about. Um, obviously, I wasn't there, but we set the spread before the game at 28 and a half points in favor of obviously uh, giving those points to the bricklayers and they only lose this game by six points. So um, just a true gritty effort. And uh, Mike Castro alongside Jason Bender, just, you know, contributing 12 points, 11 rebounds. He's a huge guy. He's one of the bigger guys in the league. I think he can contribute uh, down the stretch if he can give them double, double numbers like that consistently, huh, Greg? No. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, you know, this team has to run through Mike Castro and Jason Bender. Mm-hmm. I mean, outside of as my black mouth falls, you know what? <laughs> I mean, look, just if you look at the box score, 27 points from Bender, 12 from Castro, and then there's one point from everyone else. Yeah. So this team has to run through them. They have to play aggressive. I think they kind of figured it out last game where they both took 17 shots. No one took more than – no one else took more than seven. I think there's, they figured out, hey, they're these two are big – uh, excuse me, Jason is especially athletic. They had a top play this week. A few of my HD clips of them throwing oops to each other. Like, they're athletic. They're skilled. These two just need to keep gunning and keep shooting. They need to have that West, Russell Westbrook mentality, that Kobe mentality, and just jack shots up. <laughs> go for it because that's that's their best way of winning because these two just need to go do that. As far as the Silly Senders go, 
they just need to keep playing basketball, keep doing their thing. I think they're starting to adjust to the league. They just need to start hitting their threes more. I mean, two for 16 from deep is not going to cut it. I think that, you know, they have a very balanced team. They play well together. But, again, they just need to get their three-point shooting, and they need to improve it. Um, so I was watching the post game this week, obviously, just trying to get my, my dose of Legacy League's action while I was away. And I saw you saying how you smoked me in the prop bets this week. So let's start off with the first prop bet right here. I had, Bender, I had no idea. Set at eight and a half by the expert pro Vegas uh, bookies over there. And that's us, Greg. And uh, eight and a half, you went just over with 10. I went over there. How'd you do on that pick? Did you go over or under? I don't know. <laughs> Doesn't know. Doesn't know. I don't we'll, have we'll, the, we'll have to you know, wind it back and Greg's going to have to try to figure it out. But, uh, figure it out. Um, I went over, so I know I got that dub. So I, you know, all the all this. Wait, know, what was it? What was we it again? It was Jason Bender's rebounds. We set it at eight and a half, and he had ten rebounds. Uh, I went I over. Called, there. I, I called over. There. All right, so then there you go. We're tied up at one. So I'm I'm, I'm waiting to hear where the smoke is. <laughs> Let's get into the uh, the first game of the night, Greg. Obviously, not including the one that we already introed with the uh, surprise on the rise and whatnot. So let's get into it, baby. We had Flint Tropics. Your boys got the jersey on, uh, taking on Scott's Tots. Flint, I love these guys. They they they, they uh, tweeted us before the game. What's the spread? I text them, or we we posted up on uh, on uh, Twitter. We say uh, they're they're minus twenty and a half point favorites. You know what they go out and do, Greg? They go out and they win by twenty one points. I mean, look, that's what Flint does. You know, Ryan Caggiano always comes up to me, shout out him, and he always goes, you know, telling me how he's covering on these bets, how he's never losing, you know. Whoever, <laughs> Flint, whoever Flint's bookie is, who you need to get in contact with is he's been <laughs> Regardless, <laughs> this Flint team is what the Silly Senders dream to be. They are well-rounded. They're all talented. They play well together. They all have fun out there. Even when they go three – see, this is what I'm talking about with Silly. Silly Senders go – two of 13 from three and they barely scrape by Flint goes three of 17 from three and they win by almost 21. Yep. It's, it's just figuring out your game and it'll come for silly senders because they're a young team, but this is what Flint does from Nick to Mike to Dom to Matt to Tyler. I mean, again, I can, I could go on and on from just how efficient these guys are in their roles. You got Matt, play, Matt kind of plays the hybrid guard, big guy role. Tyler Japs comes in and always gives them good minutes. Nick, Nick Japs is extremely underrated in the post. I mean, look, this uh, this Flint team is awesome. And as far as Scott's Tots goes, I think it was just an off game. I think they'll bounce back next week against the Bricklayers. I like it. I like it. Um, yeah, yo, for Flint, I see that Nick Japs, you know, leading <clears throat> leading the team in scoring is a little bit surprising, even though it was only by one point more than Mike Pizzuto. It was just, like, surprising when I went to see the box score and not see Mike Pizzuto at the top. But uh, at the same time, seeing Nick Japs is like, oh, yeah, like, Nick could do that basically yeah. any given week. He's that talented. And – uh has the ability to you know just go off for twenty plus any given night, but eighteen and five and a block and a steal for Nick, just a really solid quality effort in a game that was really well rounded for the Flint Tropics and Matt Sear with the three blocks. That's my guy just shining on that defensive end. Mm-hmm. Uh, get that man on all defensive team again. He deserves it. Yep. Um, and uh, another thing I saw in the box score is the Rafone brothers. Greg, they had a really good game for Scott's Tots combined for way more than half their team's points. Twenty five out of the forty four points that the team scored were Noah and Jacob. So. Those guys definitely uh, two crafty guards. They basically look exactly like they're like the twins out there, um, putting on yeah. work. Yeah, here one thing before we get to the prop bet, Joseph Carbone, you need to play better. Now look, I think he's just going through the motions out there. I think he just doesn't care. It kind of looks like it, he, um, yeah, it's like two for fourteen this game, right? 
But he's not bad at basketball. Like he has a good. Nah, you can tell. You can, you tell, can tell he's just. You can tell he's just kind of just like going through the motions. Yeah, he like takes it as a complete joke. But I mean, that's fine. But I mean, he man. could eat, and they need him. I mean, they need him. They need him. This Someone team has to on that team has to tell him like, "Yo, we need you." <laughs> but yeah, well, what was the prop bet? So the prop bet in this one was our man Ryan Cagliano. Uh on May threes. We set it at one and a half. We both probably drilled the over on yeah, this one. Yeah. Ryan was not feeling the three ball. And, uh, <laughs> he didn't make any. So we both lost that one, Greg. So no smoke here in the traffic. Oh, <laughs> uh, but that was that one. So I think we're, we're tied at 1-1 so far. Um, heading into the next game, Greg, was Nick Strong versus Redeem Team, which we thought was going to be a really quality game, a single-point spread. We had Nick Strong plus yeah. eight-and-a-half-point underdogs versus Redeem Team, and then they go out and cover that, and then some obviously winning outright by a huge margin. But we got to allude to the main reason why Redeem Team was playing with literally three players. I was really shocked. When I was looking through the box score, I'm like, oh, my God, Redeem got crushed by Nick Strong. So a quick box score. Yeah. You see three guys on Redeem Team in the box score, and you're like, oh, okay. And uh, that's kind of disappointing for me because they had three guys last week and they had to, like, you know, finesse a timeout, like, early in the game to get Melquan in when he just showed up late. So it's like they got to get their guys there and play because it's going to start costing them in the, in the wins and loss record and might give them a, a tough seed heading into the playoffs, Greg. No, yeah, I mean, uh, look, this is a big win for Nick Strong because now Huge they win. finish ahead of Redeem. You never know. I mean, Huge win. Especially with Redeem having to play Flint and Shocker City, I believe, coming up. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, look, <clears throat> this Nick Strong team, no pun intended, man, they're coming on strong. Chris, yeah, Leak, Chris Leak was their fifth high score. Yeah, I mean, he, it looks like he was going through the motions. Like, like they don't, they, they, at this, in this game, they didn't even need him. Tavar Pierce is coming on into his own in this league. And it really started to figure it out. He's figured out how to hit that corner three, and that has changed his game. The Vesicchio brothers are starting to play a lot more efficient. You're not seeing them yak twenty threes up a game. There's, they may they still took ten and eight, but they're I mean they're not just taking bad as bad of shots. And then Ryan Florentine's one of the most efficient and unique players. He's like a five tool player in baseball. This man does it all. Anything you need from Ryan Florentine, he gets it done for you. And that's what this Nick Strong team does. They're talented. They're extremely versatile. They're a, they're maybe the one of the best rebounding teams, if not the yeah. best in the league. And it's Jay Watts, dude. Yeah, they box them out. They box you out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you, they're all hustling hard. I mean, I don't know. This team is going to be so hard to beat in the playoffs. Watch out, dude! All of their biceps are the size of my head. So, yeah, I facts. mean, have fun trying to you know box no those guys out. I for a box out. <laughs> it's not going to happen. Uh, there's a few guys in the league that can do it. We'll get into it. One of them, and one of these games, I want to talk about a big man who's just been balling recently. A little spoiler coming up, but uh. Yeah, dude, this Nick Strong team. I don't want to like you know gloss over the fact that you know yeah that was a, they were playing against three guys. It was still a really good win. Everybody balled. They they it was a stomp down. You know, kind of like oh you guys are playing man down. We're gonna kill you type of game. You know what I'm saying? Instead of it being like a close game, because let's be real, the redeem team despite having three guys had three ballers and Dante, Melquan, and Eric, and they all put up really nice stat lines. Um, Melquan with 29, Dante with 24. Um, you know, Singleton only had 11, didn't shoot the ball well, but he also had five assists, five rebounds, three blocks, and four steals. So even though his shot wasn't falling, typical Eric Singleton night where he just finds ways to contribute in other, you know, departments of the scores, score column. And 
that's where you uh, find really good production and, and you know MVP caliber players like Eric Singleton. But uh, nonetheless, a tough loss for a redeem team, Greg. Yeah, I mean, um, look, love Eddie, love redeem. They'll be back. They'll bounce. They get their guys out there. They have a big game coming up against Shocker, and uh, you know we'll see where they go from here. I believe in their team. I believe in their roster, and I believe in yep. their. Team. It's just they just gotta put it together. That's exactly right, Greg. Honestly, like that. That was. Well put, right there, because we we do believe in that team. They just gotta get, they just gotta get show up and play. You know, if if they, if they can't get everybody there to play, you know, that's obviously right. It's gonna be tough to catch wins, um, that way. But Greg, uh, the next game, baby, Shocker City squad. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, good. This, thank you. Good job, um, <laughs> Eric Singleton. We had his steals set at three, and he had four. So these. Oh, these, I have over thing. Oh, I hammered the over. Yeah, we absolutely yeah. smashed it out of the roof. So there you go. I caught the win there. And uh, so no smoke yet. So we're, through three games, he smoked me in the prop bets. And I'm smokeless. All right. I'm smokeless. So let's keep going here. Shocker mm -hmm. City versus Toon Squad. We had Shocker City minus 15 and a half point favorites. And they, they, yeah, they covered. They, they covered <laughs> like four and a half points. So you know, this was another good good spread here. Um, they they went eighty one to sixty one, uh, winning by twenty over Tune Squad. Carmine twenty three points on only on sixty two percent shooting. He led all scores. And Hernandez, the guy we were just talking about, balled out. I don't know if he was listening or not, but shout out Jason Hernandez, who stepped up in, into a big role. Banging shots from outside, it looks like to me on the score column. Four, seven from deep, Greg, 19.6 boards. Led the team um, with rebounding from the guard position while banging some threes. So quality game from him to get over Chad McCoy and Jaden Battle. Just once again, not enough as a two-man team to really take down a, a quality squad like Shocker City. Wait, is it 89-61? Is it 89-61? It says 89-53. Oh, I had, I wrote I wrote down eighty one sixty one. I might have been wrong. Unless the website's wrong, which the stats. Man, yeah, whatever. I went. I oh, went. Regardless, to the Shocker website. City covered. It, that's not the, the moral of the story. Is Shocker City covered. They did. Yes. I, whatever. But look, Carmine <laughs> Santorelli is the topic of this discussion. He's having yeah. an MVP type season. He's becoming the guy Shocker City needs. Devon Pratt came back and showed you why he's one of the best players in this league. Like you said, Jason Hernandez is finally giving them what they need from him. He's banging threes. He's handling the ball. He's playing that scoring role. Maybe not like their point guard playmaking role, but just a pure scorer. And he is just absolutely on fire right now. Pooch is starting to come into his own on this team. And I think him and David Armstrong are kind of having more understanding of spacing and where to play on the court. And then again, you got someone like Rel and Rosinski and Dev. And I mean, hey, Rosinski, two for two from three. If Rosinski's giving you six points a game, I mean, come on. Like that. that this Shocker City team, it, like that's how it goes. I said it last year. If Rosinski's going to be giving you six, Shocker City's winning it all. And you, it's, were, you were right, Greg, by the way, with the score. No, oh, all right. But, I mean, hey, Shocker covered regardless. I guess it's more – says more about Toon Squad. And, um, you know, they had a chance to make a statement win, and they didn't really, um, you know, grab the bull by the horns, I guess. Um, yeah. I – Toon Squad's a really good team. I just think that they're – Still kind of finding their footing in this league. And three from 12 from three, it's not going to cut it against a three-point heavy team like Shocker City who hit 11 threes and was 40% on the night. Yeah. You know, Shocker has been reeling kind of, you know, and they were they were in a low point. And Chris was like, Yo, I, haven't, I don't remember last time I lost, you know, multiple games in a row. 
So, uh, you know, they had an opportunity to come down and, and really kick a team while they were down. And, uh, you know, they didn't do it. But uh, you were right with the score, by the way. 81 to 61, the score that I that I referred to, was actually the score of last week's Shocker City game. Oh, okay. It's run TMC. So when I was writing down the scores into my, uh, my notes here, um, I must have just wrote down the score from the wrong Shocker City game. So I'm glad you caught me on that. It was 89-52. I will be happy you mentioned that score. Um, but was I right with the score? Like, was 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 that with uh? I think I was looking at the right score columns, right? The Jason Hernandez ball. Yeah, he did. Okay, word. So I got all that stuff right. And uh, Jaden Battle, fifteen points, five assists, six rebounds, two blocks. Yep. Um, and Chad McCoy, twenty points on nine of eleven shooting, five boards, two blocks. Yeah, this is the guy I want to talk about, dude. This is the big man I was referring to earlier in the in the pod. There it was just this kid right now. He's unstoppable against a team like this with Dave Armstrong and multiple bodies down low who could, you know, equally, you know, body up in terms of physicality against Chad, and he still put up numbers like that. If they just got some help around him and Jaden, I think they would be a problem. No, yeah, I mean, Rosinski, I was talking to him, and he goes, yeah, like I'm literally down in there trying to get a rebound. All of a sudden, I see a huge shadow fly above me and just dump. <laughs> he's just like, all you got to do is shoot with him, and he'll put it back. I mean, he's a weapon in this league. And it's, it's one of those things where they're like the rim breakers. they got to just figure it out, put it together, and they can be someone special. All right, Greg, so the prop here, I have, I think this is the one I might have got you. And Jaden Battle's points scored set at 23.5 points. Did you uh, go over or under? I so went over. And I went under, and I got it. 15 points. That's a banger. Mr. Smoke going into what we got one more game and the best you can do is tie. He smoked me in the prop bets. Oh, Gregory, Gregory, come on, my man. Close your ears, kids. But last last game, Run TMC versus Sportsbook. Run TMC went seventy-two to sixty-four. We had Run TMC minus eight, and it was an equal push. They absolutely drilled the spread, making us look like pros, Greg. Um. But, yeah, Reggie Stewart, 26 points, five rebounds, six assists. He's back. Slattery, 13 points on only nine shot attempts. He led the team with nine rebounds. Also tied the team um, tied the team in second behind Reggie with two dimes as well. So he basically is one of the top contributors in all of the most important stats that you can you know contribute to a basketball team. And I doubt you that he even did it with you know playing half the game. So what do you see when you see Mike Slattery out here balling up for run TMC and what he – gives to this team i think he's one of the most underappreciated players in this league i mean what mike slattery can do on the defensive side as well he can guard multiple positions i mean he obviously he can't guard dave armstrong or chad mccoy or like a dom langston because like he, he's not that big but he can guard 99 percent of players in this league just because he's long he's athletic and he's he's so smart he doesn't take bad vowels he, he's really adept at blocking shots and then on the offensive side he doesn't take a lot of threes he again he 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 took two threes made one of them i think he averages like one or one and a half three attempt a game like he's just he's a smart player and then right under him cody di leonardo 10 points five of eight shooting 62 percent another player who's going to play hard on the defensive end and then on the offensive end if like every game people go out there and think i can kind of take a playoff against these guys and then both of them will drive right by them and dunk on it. Mm -hmm. You can't sleep on this. I know when you see run TMC, you think Reggie Stewart, you think Don Langston, mm -hmm. you think Kevin Blake, but the 
players that Joey brought in from Mike and obviously Cody a while back was those are the players that win championships because when Reggie has an off night or when Dom Langston has four points and takes six shots and misses all three of his threes, Cody and Slack give you 23 with 13 rebounds, four assists, a block, two blocks, mm -hmm. and only two vowels in between them. Mm -hmm. Their impact on the game is, I think, it's just, they both should be all-stars. Yeah, right? Like, th like, they might not both make it because you can only give so many guys on one team. And obviously, when you're on a team with Reggie Stewart, he's basically a lock every single season to make the all-star team. So we'll see who makes it. But you know that they'll have my votes because these kids, or these guys, I should say, they're definitely not kids. But you know what I'm saying? These, these, these dudes are balling out right now. And, uh, yeah, there's, you know, when, when you have interchangeable pieces like that, you can plug them in and play them in any position and, and get production out of them. It's just it's such a luxury to have um, as a team. It's, it's just, you know, you can take out Dom when he's having a rough night and throw a slot in there and just get, you know, awesome production. Or, you know, you can put Cody in there and he's going to be running the floor and grabbing let, grabbing rebounds and, and putting hammer dunks on people's heads. So, you know, they just bring such a level of energy and, and versatility to that team and just provides that offense and defense with just so, a range of different weapons to deploy at any time. Yeah, exactly. Two-way players and it's two-way players at their best. Um, Greg, the prop in this one. Yeah. Reggie Stewart, three-pointers made at three and a half. He goes over at four. I bet uh, we both drilled the over. I honestly don't remember what we both did. I think we both did. I mean, how, yeah. how could you not? But, dude, he barely hit it at four, so another yeah. good spread. Well, yeah, it's a good one. I mean, and shout out Sportsbook. Um, they fought again. That Jeff Norco said uh, was calling. Uh, he wasn't too happy at Nick Vaccarella for getting that uh, tee and missing uh, the game because I mean, look at Sportsbook. They had five dudes, and yeah. Colin Marcus got hurt at the end of the around the end of the fourth quarter. So, classic Sportsbook. They had four dudes, and you Sportsbook needs their full team. That's when they're at their best. It's the same thing with Flint. It's the, it's the same thing even even with Shocker City and TMC. Redeem team, same thing we said last week. You guys need you need your full team because mm -hmm. this league's too fast paced and open. Where it's like, not no one here is like LeBron James in his prime with stamina. You you need breaks, you need rotations, and Sports Look has too many talented players to play with only four guys. So I think it was just one of those. I think Sports Look's going to bounce back, and they'll be perfectly fine going to the playoffs led by Norco and Acevedo and Marconi and Corcoros. Yeah, absolutely. And Jeff Norco, uh, 13 points of 29% shooting. He did add 10 rebounds, 7 assists, and 3 steals to kind of balance the fact that he wasn't his most efficient self. Yeah. Nonetheless, still had a really good game. Um, he's just a, he's just an absolute tank, Jeff Norco. So, uh, any last takes, Greg, on this game? Because this was like the, you know, one of the more important games of the week in terms of seeding and stuff like that going forward. Um, I think that um, this was a big game for – Run TMC. I think it. They're on such a confidence high. I mean, they beat Shocker City by what 20, uh, 16, mm -hmm. and they beat Sports Look. I mean, I think their confidence is so high right now. And when a team this talented has confidence with that, I think it's going to be very dangerous. So there you go, Greg. That's it um, for the uh, recap section of the show. Mister smoked me in the prop bets, lost in the prop bets. However, if that makes sense. Uh, that's embarrassing, but uh, let's keep it moving to the to the uh, the power rankings over here. We're gonna start at the bottom like we always do, Greg. Uh, number ten, we got the Bricklayers. Um, lost this week. 
um, to the to the team right above them at nine. Obviously, the silly senders, but uh, yeah, we, we silly senders still just below Scott's Totsling because they beat the worst team in the league. Um, who did Scott's Tots beat, Greg? Did they also beat the Bricklayers? Uh, Scott's Tots one win was against Silly Senders, I believe. Yep. There you go. So it's only right to have Scott's Tots at eight, right? Yep. Um, at number seven, we got Toon Squad. I think Toon Squad is the team that we have the uh, has the ability to move up. Um, but you know, you know, picking up another L this week against a team ranked that five, like Soccer City from last week. Um, you know, these two teams we had really close in the in the in the former power rankings. Um, but yeah, we have seven. We have two in squad. Right? Who's at number six? Nick Strong, and um, again, another team with a hard schedule like Toon Squad, but they fought through it. And Nick Strong is looking better than they ever have. Absolutely. So, Greg, these next three, five, four, and three, was really where the most controversy lies. Um, referring back to last week's power rankings, you, you know, the, the top two teams are basically set in stone for the moment, just for the moment, temporarily, with the two-game lead over last week's teams. Um, but Redeem Team, Sportslook, and Shocker City are all right now in like this little three-team race for the three, four, and five. Um, who's at five out of that group of three, Greg? Shocker City, baby. Um, they got a big win. Uh, they're trending upwards. They're doing their thing. But right now, obviously, this will change if they can do something different. But I think right now, Shocker City just has to be at five. They're starting to play better basketball. But coming off two straight losses, they were just obviously, you know, it was, it was just hard. Yeah, definitely uh, definitely tough to, to move them up so suddenly after, you know, a quick lull that, you know, dragged them down the power rankings. But nonetheless, now that shows that they're, they're back on the upswing and, uh, you know, get a couple more wins, and they'll definitely probably start moving up these rankings back to, you know, towards the top where they belong and where they should be um, if it weren't for that, you know, that slow start um, to their season. But at number four, Greg, we got sports look. Um, a team that could have potentially moved down this week with the loss to run TMC, but we have run TMC ranked so high in the power rankings that a loss to them uh, doesn't hurt you too much. But nonetheless, now sports are dropping to three and two, um, picking up some L's recently. Are they in trouble, Greg? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think that they just need to get Nick Macarella stopped getting texts, and they just need their guys to show up, and they'll be perfectly fine. They're too talented, and they're—I mean—they're coming off a huge win against Shocker City, so. Sports looks just needs to keep their head up and keep push pushing and make the playoff push, and they'll be perfectly fine. Marconi's starting to fit in better. Acevedo's balling, and Jeff Norco is leading this team. Another top team that fell this week at three redeem team, who's not dropping surprisingly um, from last week, also at number three. So um, a three man team going out there, and they all balled. It just you know, wasn't enough because obviously they didn't have enough bodies. I can't take them away too much for that. But if this becomes an inherent problem where they're not having enough bodies on a week-to-week basis and we start to see this happen, you know, maybe one or two more times, then we're going to have to start, you know, implementing it into the way we rank these teams because, you know, we got to bank on these guys showing up in order to get the redeemed team that we want to see on the court, Greg. No, yeah. I mean, it was the same thing with Sports Look a few seasons ago where we just kept that we they were better than a few teams that were ahead of them in the power rankings. It's just they only had four guys. And that's really what it's going to come down to. Redeem just needs to bring their guys. They're way too talented of a team to not have them. And okay. I know Eddie will uh, – they'll be there. They'll be there. Yeah, Eddie's got to just, uh, you know, get all the other guys to show up when he's not there, and they'll be fine. You know what I'm saying? Like, if Eddie misses a game or two, um, you know, that's one thing. But uh, 
Eddie's there most of the time. So when he's not there, it's like all of a sudden it's Eddie doesn't show up and they have three guys. It's like that's not that's not fair to Eddie. You that, that that's a shitty feeling. So um yeah, it's tough. You know, Melquan's there. Even when he shows up late, Melquan's basically always there. Yep. Um, Dante shows up with a hurt back to even watch his team play, and he shows up, you know, to to basically all the games as well. So, you know, you, you see the same group of guys. You just got to get the, the pieces to fill in around them, and they'll be fine. Um, but, uh, Greg, the top two teams run TMC in the Flint Tropics. Yep. Who's that too? Run TMC. Uh, they did, they're doing their thing. They're balling. And, again, this number one ranking is up for debate uh, this week. I, I mean, there's nothing really I can say. I can analyze all I want. It'll yep. be played out on the court Monday night. Yeah, so let's just talk about that game, Greg. The week six preview, let's yeah. get into it. Run TMC versus the Flint Tropics. Obviously, number two, Run TMC versus number one ranked in our power rankings, the Flint Tropics. And if you actually compare our power rankings, I was looking at the standings um, this morning. They're actually very, very similar. There's like a one switch. I think it's Sportslook and Shocker City are flipped in the actual standings. And uh, they basically be identical to what our uh, power rankings are. Um, but uh, Run TMC taking on the Flint Tropics. This is for that number one spot. Run TMC, we have at plus one and a half point underdogs, Greg. Versus the Flint Tropics, going to be minus one and a half point favorites, obviously. I'm going to go with the Flint Tropics uh, covering there. I think they'll win by a small margin. I see somewhere in the three to eight point range uh, a Flint Tropics win here. I know Joey's not going to like hearing that. Uh, yeah, I mean, Joey. <laughs> fuck you think I'm going to say, Joey. Flint Nation, this is what the hell we do. Me, me Connor, you get the invite. You're coming. After the, after the win... No Wendy's four for four. No, 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 no McDonald's McChicken Mc McSausage uh, Southwestern style wrap. We're going restaurant. Me, you, the Japs brothers, Bruin, Caggiano, Brazuto, the whole game. We got uh, TJ Gianni. Me, you, and him will get the little, you know, the little uh, special stuff. And um, you know, uh, we'll be uh, we'll be uh, balling out. You know, Joey, sorry you guys can't be invited. You know, I'll be I'll be there. But um. You know, maybe next time, Joey. Maybe next time. Uh, Greg Sharp making his brief appearance on the pod, as always, his weekly appearance. Uh, Greg, the player prop in this one, we're going to put it on our boy Mike Slattery. We're putting the spotlight on Mike uh, this this episode. And uh, in this game, uh, his combined stocks, we're going to set it at three and a half. So, you know, two blocks, two steals, that would cover. You know, three three blocks, one steal, something like that. You know, I, I think he's going to go over here on that. I'm picking the over. I agree. Over. He smashed, smashed that over. Smashed Bet the house on that. Love it. Mike Slat, defensive hey Vermont. Bet the cat on it. Bet the cat on it. I love it. Greg's cat making an appearance on the pod. Um, but, yeah, and I've, I've heard Mike say, he's like, yeah, you know, I don't like making like too many blocks or something. When he made that crazy block earlier in the year, we were like, Oh my God, Mike is like, yeah, I don't do that too often. But like he does, he does make a lot of great defensive plays. I just don't think he gives himself enough, enough credit for it. Um, so we're, we're going to uh, put a little player prop on his defense and see how he does. Um, right. The next game, the bricklayers taking on Scott's tots. Um, bricklayers are going to be plus 18 and a half point underdogs versus Scott's tots here. Um, Greg, uh, it's tough to it's tough to take a team when they're given that many points, but I think Scott's Tots actually has enough firepower to do it. I think I'm going to take Scott's to cover that uh, 18 and a half. Let's go bricklayers. I'm picking the bricklayers. I think that they are figuring it out, and I think they're just going to give the ball to their big boys and say, go eat, fellas. 
So you got your your bricklayers plus eighteen and a half points yep. to cover you as well. So yep. it's actually not a bad pick at all. I can definitely see that one going really either way um, with the spread. Um, in this one, Greg, the, the prop in this one is just going to be total rebounds in the game. We're setting it at 48 and a half total rebounds. So both teams combined all their rebounds, 48 and a half. I'm going to go over on that bet. Hell no. These interns are not getting 48 rebounds under under all, wow. all your bookie, whoever's doing st- Wait, I got to see. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We're, we're, we're going a lot. Uh, uh, never mind. That's cheating. We're going to check the Google Drive, see what intern was on stats, maybe see if it was someone who missed the rebounds. Oh, that's cheating. My thing is, mm, it depends who's doing stats. It really does. So I'm going under. It depends what interns. I'm going to make sure that I'm I'm helping out the stat guy for that one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Greg, the next game we got Nick Strong versus Toon Squad. Nick Strong's going to be minus four and a half point underdogs. Or actually, Nick Strong's be minus four and a half point favorites. I'm sorry, versus Toon Squad plus four and a half point underdogs. Um, I'm gonna take Toon Squad to cover the four and a half points here. I think maybe they they might not win, but it'll be I think it'll be really close. And four and a half points is a little bit of insurance, even if it's a close game at the end. Basically locks it up. So I'm gonna take a Toon Squad to cover. Nick Strong needs the big guy that they have in this game. If they don't have that big guy, Chad McCoy is going to absolutely eat. I don't know who's gonna guard Chad McCoy. He's not uh, I'm not saying that he's gonna yes. be he's gonna shut him down, but I'm saying he's he's a big boy. He can do uh, something. He he's he, he is he big or is he more athletic? He's both. He's he's a he's a big kid. I don't I don't know if I Chris like Lee's that. A big kid. I don't know if I like that matchup. I I mean I don't love the matchup, but I don't hate it either. Alright, yeah, I'll give it to you. I don't you hate the matchup. But like, it's kind of like playing like a guy like Kevin Durant at like the four in the NBA. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like you yeah. shouldn't, but you could. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's like, big enough where he can. Big enough where he can do it. You know what I'm saying? Like I think like Chris Leak's like big enough to to at least like make it a little hard on him throughout the game. Like he's gonna get his easy buckets every here and there just from his physical force that he is. But I think Chris can wear him down. Because he's, you know, he's a he's a str- very strong kid. I don't yeah. know if Chris Lee hits the gym, but he looks like he does. So, um, <laughs> definitely looks like uh, he, he hits those weights because he's he's got dude, he's got the muscles to to body up down low, and I think that that'll be enough to at least wear him down over the course of the game. I'm going Nick Strong though. Going Nick Strong. So there you go. So another one we're on opposite sides here. So Greg, you're gonna have to go back to all the pods like you always do and listen and keep track of these because it's getting good this week. Looks like we're gonna be on the opposite sides of the fence most of the time here. Um, besides the the player props, of course, I think we're agreeing on some of these. But your boy, Tavar Pierce, has made threes. We're gonna set the player prop in this one at one and a half made threes. You told me he's been drilling threes. He was banging them last week. You told me so. We're putting this one at one and a half. If he hits two threes, he covers. Greg, do you think he's gonna hit that? I personally say he's going to hit the under. I think he only hits one. I'm going over. I'm going over. I think that he hits two. It'll be two corner threes. Heard it here. Greg Horn. Um, all right, Greg. Silly Sanders for Shocker City. We have Silly Sanders plus 31 and a half point underdogs for Shocker City minus 31 and a half. I'm taking Shocker to still cover that enormous spread. Uh, me too. Uh, I'm, uh, I have nothing else to say. Brendan, good luck. Good luck, brother. Uh, Carmine Santarelli 
field goal attempts. We're going to set the player prop in this one at 15 and a half field goal attempts. So he's been kind of weirdly passive, you know, not taking that a lot of shots. You know, he just balled last week. He did it in a very efficient clip. Um, 15 field goal attempts, 15 and a half. I'm going to go under here. I think he'll be somewhere in the 10 to 13 range at the most. I'm going over. I think that Shockers come to an understanding. I think they're starting they need him. I, th- I, th- I think they're starting to hit the right path. I think they're just oh. figuring out how to play together. Mm-hmm. I think they're starting to hit that hit it right into gear. And, I mean, back-to-back weeks with two big wins, it's exactly what they need, and I think they're going to get it. And I think Carmine will have another big game. So you're banking on Carmine jacking up shots. I think he's just going to get a lot of dimes like he normally does and, yeah. and be efficient with his with his scoring. But uh, we'll see what, what happens. I'm going under. Greg's going over. So another one we're on opposite sides. Heading into the last one, Greg, Redeem Team versus Sportslook. Redeem Team is going to be minus four-and-a-half-point favorites. This is really based on a full team for Redeem Team. We're basically, like, I'm imagining if everybody showed up to play Sportslook, they'd be a minus four-and-a-half-point favorite if everybody for Sportslook showed up as well. So, you know, both these teams have had trouble with all their guys showing up or getting, you know, obviously, teched out of games. Um but uh, we'll, see, we'll see what happens in this one in terms of you know who shows up to play for each side. If it was a if it's a smart man's pick, I'd go with Sportsbook just because you know I think that they're more likely to have their guys show up as what it looks like for a team team who's been shorthanded for multiple weeks now. This was a tough one for me to pick against a team team, but I'm picking Sportsbook to cover. That doesn't mean that a team team can't win. Um, obviously, giving four and a half points to Sportsbook. Uh, I'm going Redeem. Uh, I think Redeem gets a big win. I think this is going to be Redeem's big statement win. Mm -hmm. I think sports look is, again, I think it'll be like a one, two point game. I think this will be a very good game. I hope, I'm thinking both teams will show up. And uh, again, I think this will be a very close game. I think they kind of match up well. They got Melquan Horton is going to have to probably be on Brian Acevedo. They'll definitely get chirpy. And I honestly can't wait for this game. I think it's going to be a very fun matchup. If you think it's going to be a one to two point game, wouldn't you pick the team as getting four and a half points? Yeah, I think it'll be like a five, maybe a six point win. <laughs> oh, there you go. Change that. Smoke, you know? <laughs> uh, I love it. I love it, Greg. That's going to wrap it up, baby, for another episode here on the pod. Greg, uh, before we go, we got to get your take on the madness that went down last night. Kawhi Leonard. Paul George on their way to the Clippers. I woke up to the first text on my phone from Greg Horn breaking the news for me at <laughs> 7 o'clock in the morning when I looked at my phone. Um, shout out, Greg. So, my man, dude, what are your takes on that Brooklyn Nets guy? I know your team just got Kyrie and KD this past week, so I know you're loving the basketball world. What are your thoughts now on this madness in the offseason? Uh, yeah. So, yeah, first I have to uh, announce can't be a Nets fan anymore. Um. I'm not going to have an NBA team. I'm going to root for D'Angelo's much success wherever he ends up. <laughs> I love it. But I love it. I can't be it. I just I just don't feel right being a Nets fan when like I'm not a Katie or Kyrie guy and like I, I was a fan for one year because of obviously or two years, excuse me, because of D'Angelo. Like he's gone now. So much success to the Nets. I'm just going to enjoy the NBA for what it is. You are a big Ohio State guy, right? Yeah, so I love college basketball. College basketball. college basketball. We come. Alonzo so, Gary. No, we'll get into that later. Um, two, I got a question for you before I, I'll answer next. Who do you think wins the ship next year now with Kawhi and PG to the Clippers? Um, 
That's really tough, honestly, because like you know, my heart wants to say the Clippers because obviously they're the hype train right now. But that's tough. I'm a Celtics fan. Um, There's a lot of teams. Yeah, I'll say I, I will say that the Clippers are probably the, at this moment in time the favorite yeah. to win it. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. Uh, the West is so stacked that it's almost like I feel like the East. What is what Bucks, Sixers, Celtics? Uh, that, I guess Nets, maybe. With, yeah. But it'll be interesting. I just, I don't know. I think I'm with you. I think what the Clippers did, you know, they got Pat Bev, they got Lou Will. Lou Will, Landry Shamit's nice. Like, and, and that guy Zubach they got from the yeah. Lakers from uh, in, earlier in the, uh, during the season. That was a, uh, that was a good acquisition by them. I think he those, can be a starting center for them. Those LA, those LA battles are going to be so fun to watch. Oh, I, mean, I, will, I can say that. I know exactly. That. All those ten thirty games on the East Coast are actually going to be worth yeah. the watch now. Amen. All right, Greg. So that's going to wrap it up for another episode here on the Weekly Rebound Podcast. We thank you guys for tuning in, listening even this far. If you did, for our own little takes on the uh, basketball world that we all love and we all watch, we all like analyzing on our uh, on our own time. So, Greg. Any final takes on the legacy leagues before we wrap up this episode for good? Flint Nation. Sorry, Joey. Flint Nation. That's it. So it's going to be a stacked, stacked house for uh, Run TMC versus the Flint Tropics. One versus two. We'll see you guys at InSports. And as always, we'll see you guys Dumb. next week on the pod. Thanks for tuning in. Dumb.